Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 18 of the podcast. I'm your host, Ali, and I want to invite you all to sit and psych for a while. I want to thank you all for coming back. It's been a while. Would you believe me if I told you it's been busy? Because it really has been busy. So I wanted to make sure that this episode gets to you before the end of the year. That way we go into 2022 with some good goals and objectives. And as always, if there's any topics or questions you have that you would like me to address on the podcast, please reach out to me via email or on social media. Please make sure you're also following and subscribing to the podcast. That way you don't miss any new episode releases. And the biggest way to help the podcast grow is just by sharing the podcast, whether on social media or just by word of mouth. Today's topic is ironically about avoidance. (laughs) Uh, When I talk about why we do it, what it looks like, what it does to us, and what can we do about it. So, without further ado, please have a seat, and I hope you enjoy the show. In order to understand avoidance, we have to ask ourselves why we avoid things. Sometimes it's an overwhelming task that we have to complete and and that overwhelming task can be too much and trigger our anxiety. This leads to procrastination where we just put things off because we don't want to deal with them at the moment or the task just seems like a mountain that you have to move. Things can also make us nervous because they are new to us, so new experiences and uh, things can be stressful stressful situations. Things can be outside of our comfort zone, things that we haven't done in a while and don't quite remember how to do. Uh, If we also don't know how to deal with stress properly or cope with anxiety properly, this could be a very leading factor in avoidance. It's very common. We don't know how to cope with something, so we retreat into our safety or what we feel is safe. This is due to not having the proper coping skills to manage stressors effectively. If you think back to when you were in school and you had to do a big paper, and that paper is something you didn't want to do, it didn't seem like it'd be an appealing task, so what do you do? You put it off, you go do something else. But as time progresses, you have less and less time to actually complete the task, and that causes you to feel anxious. So, you know, you put it off because you feel anxious until you really have to do it. And then, you know, it's a very stressful task at that point because you have less time and a lot of work to do. Now, if you are already struggling with other mental health issues, avoidance can be very common. If someone's already struggling with depression, uh, the symptoms of depression go hand in hand with avoidance. If we think about, well, what does depression look like? It can look like low energy, low motivation, low mood, loss of interest, uh, difficulty in concentration, isolation, right? All these things go hand in hand with avoidance and worsen it. And if we add the layer of the COVID-19 pandemic, this caused those symptoms to be a lot worse, especially the isolation. 
Now, if we look at someone who is struggling with anxiety, general anxiety specifically, you have symptoms of nervousness, racing thoughts. These things can be, these things can be a catalyst for avoidance. I'm too nervous to do something, so I'm just not going to deal with it at all. And again, it leads us back to the idea of procrastination. If I'm having too many racing thoughts or I'm overthinking something, I avoid it, not to deal with it, so I don't feel as anxious. If I'm struggling with social anxiety, such as uh, issues being in social situations, being around people, having anxiety reaching out to people, and I want to isolate, again, that's a form of avoidance as well. I avoid things that make me uncomfortable, make me nervous, and uh, situations I just don't feel emotionally secure in. And again, we think about the COVID-19 pandemic and how that impacted our ability to be social. And if we didn't initially have this issue, being away from people for so long, it made it difficult for a lot of people to go back to being social, being around other people and social gatherings. And the COVID-19 pandemic just made it all the more easier to avoid people and to live a hermit-like lifestyle where you didn't really have to interact with too many people on a regular basis. Now, another mental health issue that someone can be dealing with that would be that would lead to avoidance is post-traumatic stress disorder (PTSD). One of the main categories of symptoms in PTSD is avoidance. It's an avoidance of triggers that are associated with that initial trauma. So it could be people places or things that are associated with the trauma. It could be the emotions that are associated with the trauma. So people avoid feeling altogether. It's a feeling of numbness that is felt. And this is by no means a all-inclusive list of mental health issues that would cause avoidance. We avoid things for a number of reasons. So what does avoidance look like? How can you tell if you're avoiding something? Maybe there's a recognizable sense of neglect of responsibilities. I'm not able to keep up with my responsibilities due to feeling overwhelmed by the big tasks, or I'm feeling overwhelmed by the tasks stacking up. It's like that full sink effect where you look at a full sink of dishes and it seems like it's going to take a long time, so you avoid it altogether. It can be avoiding things that you think will make you feel anxious that didn't really make you feel anxious before, but again, due to being things that are out of your comfort zone or there's a lack of a sense of security towards doing that task, I avoid it. But in the past, maybe I was okay doing them, but now that I haven't done it for a while, maybe I feel out of practice. Maybe I'm experiencing anxiety due to things that didn't used to give me anxiety at all. So again, I'm outside of my comfort zone. I don't feel at ease or again, I'm, I don't feel secure or safe doing them again. So we feel those things we avoid. Another way to see avoidance is avoiding things that we don't know how to deal with. Again, we talk about the, the lack of the proper coping skills to, to deal with stress. 
that leads to avoidance. And this can stem from feelings of uncertainty about things. We don't know what to expect about something or how something is gonna pan out, so we avoid it because it might be too much to deal with down the line. And again, this can happen in a lot of different things, whether it's at work, in our relationships, at home, doing just daily tasks. The avoidance of things that are outside of our comfort zone can be a perpetual loop. So moving on to the next point of what does avoidance do to us? And what does a perpetual loop mean? means that we feel anxious about something, we avoid it, and by avoiding it, we don't really know how to deal with it in the future, which makes us anxious again when it comes up again, and then again leading us to avoidance, which makes us anxious, which leads us back to avoidance, and we just get stuck in this loop. So people often tell me that their anxiety goes from 0 to 100 really fast, which I believe is a misconception because I don't believe your anxiety is going from 0 to 100. It's possibly just going from 0 to 20, but because the anxiety is so high and there's no way to deal with it, that 20 feels like 100. But in reality, on the threshold of anxiety, that's what you feel is your capacity for anxiety because our thresholds have been lowered over time due to avoiding things. So due to a lack of challenges in our life through avoidance, due to a lack of facing challenges and really avoiding them instead. Uh, one example to think of is going to the gym and choosing the lightest weights to lift. If I keep lifting the same weight over and over again, that's again, super light and not challenging for me, I don't really gain anything. I just keep doing the same thing over and over again. But then in a situation where I have to lift a heavy weight, I will find myself out of depth. I won't be able to do it. So then translating that to a real life experience where, for example, I'm avoiding doing my taxes, for example, where I don't do it, I have someone else maybe do it for me or help me with it, but I never really learn how to do it myself. And then I get to a point where I have to do it on my own. And it becomes a very stressful, not that it's already not stressful, but it becomes an even more stressful task for me that I feel overwhelmed by when it could have been somewhat easier because I had done it before and found it to be not as bad as I thought it would be in the past. or. Another example is having an important conversation with someone. And by avoiding that conversation, you're allowing for something unpleasant to happen or for the relationship to reach a higher point of detriment because that conversation isn't being had, which, again, kind of compounds that problem over time versus if you had that conversation from the beginning and it wasn't causing that issue in the relationship again it's it's the discomfort we have with doing things that are uncomfortable right and it puts us in a place where we're at a disadvantage down the road because we don't want to feel discomfort 
we don't want to feel uncomfortable we don't want to feel insecure or uncertain about something so it leads us to avoiding it altogether in order to not feel all those things but really we do need to feel those things because they make us in you know a cliche way stronger by being comfortable with the uncomfortable i can face a lot more situations that are stressful for me by learning to be okay with uncertainty it allows me to navigate through life without being as anxious about things that i don't know how they're going to turn out which is true for a lot of things in life we don't have a lot of certainty about whether it's the future well really it is the future because you don't have uh, a magic foresight about what's going to happen which is all the reason why we need to work on being okay with the future and the uncertainty it holds so if we find that we're avoiding things what are the things that we can do to get around it or deal with it well for one let's simplify and break down tasks if you feel like a task is way too much to deal with it's an overwhelming mountain of work break it down make it simpler break it down into smaller steps that you can achieve without feeling like you have to do everything all at once if i told you you had to move a mountain from the front yard to the backyard it feels like a lot but if i told you you only had to move a shovel's worth a day it doesn't seem so bad so break things down make them simpler Two, go easy on yourself start by making a easy achievable list of goals so you can do the first one feel good feel like you you know able to gain some momentum and move yourself forward on the next task and this starts to build more confidence in yourself and in your ability to achieve things that you didn't know you could achieve or didn't feel comfortable achieving slowly challenging yourself helps you build tolerance to those stressors if you put yourself in a stressful situation or you find yourself in a stressful situation and you're able to cope through it work through it or accomplish it again you're building strength you're building momentum which is going to carry you through the next stressful situation that's equal to or slightly less than the one you just experienced and you will have the confidence to move forward exposing yourself to challenges and not feeding into the instinct of avoiding them right away because it's a natural instinct to protect ourselves when we are in a sense of danger or stress we tend to retreat or look for safety so fighting against that initial instinct to hide or run away or avoid is huge and if you find that you hit a wall right you are doing something you can't find a way out of it take a break then revisit it it's that tunnel effect that typically gets us where you're working on something for so long and it feels like you're not getting anywhere or you or you can't figure out how to think outside the box it's because you're stressed out take a break and then come back to it when you've gotten some clarity or cleared your head a bit and another way is just to ask for help oftentimes we get so caught up in our own thoughts and feelings that we 
can't see outside of them, right? And by bringing in someone else, it's bringing in another perspective, another set of eyes that can maybe help us see things that we haven't seen before or give us that comfort or uh, support that we need to get through that situation and see that it's not all bad, see that it can be done. And eventually at some point we're able to do it on our own. So why is this so important? Why is it important that we recognize we're avoiding things and learn how to cope with them? Well, you know, we're going into a new year and some of us make goals and objectives for things we want to accomplish in the new year. And sometimes that's a lot of pressure for someone. And that pressure, again, leads us back to the anxiety, which leads us to avoiding altogether. So we want to be realistic about what we're going to achieve. But at the same time, we also have to challenge ourselves a bit. So we're not in a point of stagnation or a point of complacency where we aren't doing things that we should be doing to better our mental health, our physical health, and just our lives in general. In two of my older episodes, episode 10 and 17, I talk about smart goals and you know what that comprises of, which could be a really good thing to revisit or just look up online what a smart goal is. And in the last episode I did, episode 17 with Todd Fink, we talked about how there needs to be something that is a resemblance of a mental health gym you know where same way you go to the gym to get stronger and you challenge yourself by doing more weights we have to do that in a way that challenges our mental health so we don't reach a point of stagnation in our lives where we are avoiding or not dealing with things that we should be dealing with to keep ourselves in a in a healthy state of being so dealing with inconveniences can be a healthy thing dealing with stressors is a healthy thing so we're not letting those things carry on further and continue to stress us out continue to put us in a state of anxiety or impact our mental health in a negative way and again if we can't do this on our own it always helps to speak to someone about it whether it's a friend or you know if you really need the extra support a mental health specialist that can help us navigate through those stressful situations or help us get a different perspective on things we're dealing with in our lives give us ideas feedback tips for example and those can be a very crucial thing to have when we're dealing with stress in our lives and with that ladies and gentlemen we come to the end of the episode again i want to thank you all for listening and coming back i know it has been a while i will do my best to make sure to release more episodes in the coming year and i want to hear from you so if there's anything that you want me to talk about in the podcast please feel free to reach out or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the podcast again also please reach out I want to ask you all to make sure you're subscribed and following that podcast. That way you don't miss any episodes. And please do remember to share. It helps more than you know. I hope you're all staying safe. And I hope you enjoyed the show and found it informative. I will see you all next time. And Happy New Year.